Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nostalgia Crew, your monthly slash bi-monthly podcast about all things nostalgic that we grew up on, that we loved, and that the kids today don't really get. (laughs) And it happens to be our birthday! Hooray! Three years of Nostalgia Crew. Three? It doesn't even seem like it's been three years. Yeah, I know it's been more than one, but yeah, three years. <laughs> I know. I, I like honestly could not remember what year we started doing this. I just knew it was. It's been more than one. Uh, we started in 2015. 2015. Wow. And this is, and I'll tell you guys what episode number this is because. <laughs> This is episode 31, so... Wow, episode 31. So in three years, we've done one episode every month with the exception of five, but we had good reasons, so... Yeah. So, uh, this episode, the main feature that we're going to have, and I, I dubbed this in our Facebook group yesterday, The Great Debate of 2018. Because, oh, yeah, I saw that. Because today we are going to debate from a list the greatest Saturday morning cartoons of all time. Mm. And there were 50 of them. And right. there's going to be some that piss us off and there's going to be yeah. others that's going to give make us happy, I guess we mm-hmm. could say. Um, We have a couple of news-related stuff to talk about. Um, And I'd actually like to kick this off because um, we didn't get to talk about this last year because we were so busy with whatever we were doing. Right. But uh, the National Museum of Play, which happens to be the home of the Toy Hall of Fame, is also the home of the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. And just recently, they announced their finalists for the 2018 Hall of Fame class. Um, the ceremony will take place on Thursday, May the 3rd at 10.30 a.m. So if you can make it there, which I doubt none of us can, but if you can... <laughs> Um, go. So, I have the list in front of me, and I'll go through the list, and then we'll talk about what we think will make it and could make it. So, I'm going to read these to everybody in alphabetical order. So, from A to Z. So, the finalists are... Asteroids, Call of Duty, Dance Dance Revolution, Final Fantasy VII, Half-Life, John Madden Football, King's Quest, Metroid, Minecraft, Mrs. Pac-Man, Space War, and Tomb Raider. Okay. 
Um, a wide variety. Let's say that right off the bat. A wide variety. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit at a disadvantage because I've only played, like, two of those. <laughs> so, like, I am not... I have played video... I always tell people, I'm like, I've played video games when I was a kid, I, you know. Mm -hmm. But my sister was the expert. I was just, like, fiddling around or whatever. So, out of those games, the ones I played were Pac-Man and Dance Dance Revolution. Okay, so you would go with Miss Pac-Man and Dance Dance Revolution. Well, I mean, Pac-Man... <clears throat> even if I hadn't played it, certainly right. Pac-Man is legendary enough to be, like, in there. I mean, it would only make sense. I mean, you know, you, that game, it's still around now. Yeah. I and mean, it's it, been, what, like, 40 years? Almost. almost pretty much. And, like, um, Pac-Man Fever. The song, <laughs> yeah. Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> uh, my dad plays Pac-Man. Well, I mean, not now, but like, right. if you took my dad somewhere and there is a Pac-Man game, my dad will play it. Um, Ooh, I, I know what to do now. There's one in, in fact, there's one very particularly embarrassing moment for me as a teenager. Um, my dad had taken my sister and I out for pizza. We went to this place and there was an arcade machine and there were these teenage boys playing Pac-Man and my dad just got up there and like knocked all their high scores out of the <laughs> thing and my sister oh I was so embarrassed I was like oh my god and then my sister to top it all off then goes how do you feel you got your butts whooped by a 50 year old <laughs> so that's yeah. awesome Ooh, you know what I just real I just saw this this museum has a an app on iPhone and Google Play, so I might have to download that after we're done recording. Yeah. And, like, I think one year to celebrate the anniversary of Pac-Man, I think Google made the doodle like a Pac-Man game at one point, and mm -hmm. you had to I was terrible at it, by the way, but... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Pac-Man is just too legendary to not be up there. And Dance Dance Revolution... It doesn't exist now in its original form, mm -hmm. but it certainly paved the way for stuff like Just Dance, which I think still exists. Yeah, it is. Just Dance Dance. Like, we don't have Just Dance, but we did have Dance Dance Revolution. We had the pad, the dance pad, mm -hmm. and um, I was, again, terrible at it. I didn't, there were like two songs I could do in easy mode, <laughs> but... My sister loved it. Um, we, uh, yeah. So, certainly, um, I think that should be in there because it paved the way for, like, I, I don't remember there being really dance video games before that. Not really. Correct. In fact, the very first time I ever saw something like Dance Dance Revolution, it wasn't even here. It was in, it was Japan, and it was on TV. Right. And also, this is not the best accurate depiction, 
But there was an episode of King of the Hill where they went to Japan. Oh, I remember that! I remember yeah. that episode! And Bobby and the little Japanese girl are playing a video game, and they're like... And, and I just thought this was like, wow, you can do that! And then about a year or two later, we got it here. <laughs> so... That was um, a good subplot on that yeah, one. Yeah, it was a good... Um, and that... I don't because all the other dance video games I can think of, Michael Jackson Experience, Just Dance, all that came after. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. So, and and uh, and the Just Dance game, I can say this because for those that are new for the first time, I work with kids. They come out every single year with you know a new version. It, it, it's almost like you're playing your favorite sports game. You know, when yeah. that comes out every year, except it's Just Dance. Yeah, Just Dance. And, yeah, because when I was in college, it was Just Dance. There were the Zumba games, too. You had to, you put the little um, belt on you, you did Zumba. To, but yeah, I, I really think Dance Dance Revolution opened up that whole gaming dance combination. And, again, I'm probably wrong. There might be another one, and somebody is going to... You know, any hardcore video game fans who want to correct me. And we have some in the group, so... I'm sure there's some. Yeah, there's a, there's a few people in the group whose favorite thing in the world is if I post something, they'll comment like, well, actually, Danielle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you're listening. Hi. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, but, yes. Anyways, those are my two that I agree with. All right. The... Since you did two, I will do two as well. Um, and they're in no order whatsoever, so... Um, the first one, I'd go with Minecraft. It is so popular today. It is beyond ridiculous of how popular that game is. Um, I mean, it has spawned off so many versions of it and you know it's one of the hip things you know hip games that kids play today um i know my nephew michael is really into minecraft um i mean i tried to play it with him a few times but it is so confusing to understand but i understand you know from an adult point of view that hey this game isn't really meant for adults. It's more meant for kids. And kids can have their own creativity. They can create whatever they want and build whatever they want. And, you know, that's... I, I think what you're... Pardon me. What you're aiming for in a game, especially a game like this where, you know, the focus should be kids and teenagers. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure there are adults who play Minecraft, you know. I'm not saying that they don't. You know, I'm pretty sure there are adults who play Minecraft. But I think this game is aimed more for teenagers. And it has been very, very successful. I'm surprised, and I know I am probably jinxing this with what I'm about to say, but I really don't care, so I'm going to say it anyway. I'm surprised we don't have Minecraft the movie. Oh, God. And you know that will come out sometime in the near I, future. 
Well, we did get a movie about emojis, so why the heck not? And we did get one on World of Warcraft, so... Welcome. I'm sure we'll get one on... Did we get one about Angry Birds? I feel like... Yeah, we did. I thought so. Yeah. I thought that got good reviews, actually. I don't know. Yeah. But I didn't see the emoji one. (laughs) Oh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, you saw it? I didn't see it, but my sister went. Uh, she took... Who did she take? I think she took JT to see it. Uh, I didn't think she'd ever come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, the other one that I would pick would be John Madden Football. That is a... Not only is that a sports institution, that's a video game institution. And that's been going on for almost 30 years. And I I think the reason why it's still as popular today as it was back when we were growing up 20 years ago, I think it's a combination. One, it is because of the name, John Madden. Uh, I I think a lot of non-football people would know who John Madden is. If it's not from football, it's probably from the game. If it's not from the game, it's from the Outback Steakhouse commercials. If it's not from that, it's probably from the, you know, Tough Actin' Tenactin' commercials. So, you know, so there's that. And then the other thing is who's on the cover. That's always the big deal is... Who's going to be on the cover of Madden Football? And, you know, that goes on forever and ever because of the quote-unquote Madden curse where whoever's on the cover that year ends up not having a good year. So, um, But those would be the two that I would pick out of a, a, a wide variety. I, I like this group. You know, it is a mm-hmm. wide variety, so. Um, so, the yeah, like we said, the Hall of Fame ceremony will be on Thursday, May the 3rd. And when we do our next episode, whenever that will be, probably in May, we will discuss that class and what got in. So, so we'll see what happens there. Okay, uh, Danielle, I know you said you had something before we got on the air, so yes. you hit us up. Okay, as with every episode, as it seems, with the for the last year and a half, <laughs> with media has been these days, there are revivals. Yes. I actually watched the Roseanne revival, and I actually enjoyed it. Now... Let me preface this by saying that there are some things that Roseanne has said and done in real life that I'm not, that I don't agree with, that I'm not going to condone. That's separate. That's her. This is a character. Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, I was a little hesitant because they played up a lot of the political angle and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch, you know. Right. But, Okay. First of all, the politics aren't mentioned past the first episode. And even in the first episode, it's literally like a 10-minute part, and that's it. Okay? So, 
And it's basically, it's not hammering an agenda. It might seem that way from watch, you know, from if you read certain things. But it's literally just, I voted this way. My family member voted this way. How can we still be a family even though we have different views? That's literally all it is. And once you realize that part of it, and they also make it a point not to say that things are necessarily good or things are necessarily bad as mm-hmm. a result of this. They, I, I think they did a good job splitting it down the middle. And it's, um, and I, I think it's great seeing everybody again. It, it's so weird because a lot of the reasons why I watch these revivals is because this growing up television, these families on television were basically like my second families and like I get to see how they're doing and it's kind of like I don't want to say going home again because it's weird. Yeah. You know, it's like these old friends, you're visiting old friends again and like that's how I felt when Fuller House came on. I just nearly like lost it when they like all came into the kitchen. I was like, oh my god, just... So that's sort of how Roseanne felt like, and also they did such a good job replicating the set. I just like it, it literally. Um, Fuller House they did okay, but Roseanne, I think they literally like looked at a photograph and just did like intricate discussions of where certain things would be because mm-hmm. it is just that. And, you know, so if you just, like I always say at Fuller House, do not judge it by the pilot. If you just judge it by the pilot, then, yeah, you're probably not going to like it. But if you just keep watching it, it, it's not a bad show. And I actually enjoyed it, and I think it's very well done. And I'm really, really hoping that the controversy just, why I, I you know, that they don't judge the show based on the controversy, because it's not just her, it's other, you know, it's, there are other people on the show, it's not just her. Right. There, you know, there's Dan, there's, um, Becky, there's Darlene, there's Darlene's kids, there's DJ, there's his daughter, there's, you know, it's not just her. So, um, it's, um, and I think they did a very good job explaining away stuff. I think they did a very good job. Um, and, and they got picked up for a second season, which I'm happy about because there were certain things that they couldn't squeeze into the initial eight episodes, and I'm hoping they can squeeze into the second season. Um, so, like, um, her, she has four kids. You only see three of them in these episodes, so I'd like to see the at least the fourth one. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, because she did give birth to a fourth during the first run. Yeah, that's she, right. She had Jerry, and then Jackie had a son, Andy, like two seasons before that. Jerry, they actually mentioned that Jerry's off on a fishing boat and just doesn't call much. But Andy, they never explain where he is. But I'm assuming because he's an adult too, he just moved out away or something. So now that they have a second season, they can at least explain where the you know. Mm-hmm. Or have them show up occasionally or something like that, you know. 
because they were just little kids or babies, so they literally could be anything. Yeah. As adults, whereas Fuller House, they have to awkwardly walk right around the fact that Michelle's not there. Mm -hmm. right? Which, um, so yeah, so that's, um, and there's also, in, on the revival front, there's talks of the 90s sitcom Mad About You being revived. What? I don't know why. What? I thought, I, okay, I thought I blatantly said a few episodes ago <laughs> that when they were thinking of doing Murphy Brown, I thought I had said, okay, that's enough. Now you're thinking about bringing back Mad About You? Mad About You. Okay, that's why. enough. I, I mean, I got, okay, okay, I got nothing against Paul Reiser. I got nothing against Helen Hunt. I, yeah, I love them. It's just, I don't know what you could do, especially because it's like Will and Grace where you have that awkward situation of the finale featuring a time jump. Okay, now, what was the finale of Mad About You? Mad About You, they had a daughter named Mabel towards mm -hmm. the end of the series. So Mabel's like a baby when the series ends. But then the finale features a time skip and goes like 20 years into the future or whatever. <laughs> Mabel's a grown adult. by So, I mean, they still could do it. It just would be weird. <laughs> but I guess they could be like Will and Grace and write it all off as a dream sequence. But, oh, um, man. It, yeah. So... I don't know, but I, I was surprised when I saw Helen Hunt on, like, the talk shows talking about, oh, yes, we're talking about this. And oh, so, okay, so it's not confirmed that they're coming It's back. not confirmed, okay. but they're actually, her and Paul Reiser are actually plotting to do this. Please, no. They're, like, writing stuff. Please, so. no. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, I mean, although the upside with that show is their ensemble cast wasn't as well known, so they could easily just do it with them and, it'd be, and it would work. Right, because all I remember are those two. I could not, I mean, I they, didn't watch, but I can't tell you who else was on it. They had, you know, they had his cousin Ira, who was like his best friend, and then they had like her sister, but you didn't always see her, and then they had um, Lisa Kudrow played... A waitress named Ursula, but then friends, she got friends during the run of Mad About You, but she was still on Mad About You, so the producers of Friends thought it would be really funny if they made Phoebe her character on Friends and Ursula her character on Mad About You twin sisters. So, you have that whole little continuity thing. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so, I, I mean, I will, I'll watch it but like I'm not like super pumped and also as for NBC redoing the office with new cat with new people I think that's a stupid idea because I feel like the whole reason why people are so attracted to these revivals and why they are so popular is because you have the original cast members coming back not because oh we're gonna bring in new people well okay if I could defend the Office revival situation. Yeah. Because, folks, most of the stuff that I hear is going to be from Danielle. That's the <laughs> honest truth. Yeah. I think as much as you and a lot of other people 
would like to have the original cast back, I don't think it could happen because... They're all famous. They're, yeah, they're all famous. Steve Carell, Rain Wilson. John Krasinski. Yeah, Jenna Fisher, Mindy Kaling, uh, yeah, Andy Ed Helms. They couldn't get them all back, but I just don't think they should try to revive it in the first place. Just because, first of all, it hasn't been off the air that long. <laughs> what has it been, like five, six years? Just, let me think, what year is Just barely, I think five, just barely five years. Okay. Like, I feel like if the show ended in this decade, <laughs> you don't need to bring it back. Um... And, but yeah, uh, they, a lot of them said that if they had called them, they would have done it. But yeah, scheduling-wise, it would be a nightmare. And then you'd wind up with the situation that Arrested Development had in its fourth season where they had to, like, shoot around everybody's schedule. And it just wound up with them not all being together in the same scenes a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And it just... But yeah, Steve Carell is... He, John Krasinski just had, like, one of the biggest horror movies of the... Of, yeah. Of a long time. I mean, everybody I know is like raving about this movie. I don't want to see it. It sounds hard. It sounds terrifying. I saw the trailer. I don't really have that much of an interest in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, I would just be so jumpy. And then Jenna Fisher's on a new sitcom, so mm -hmm. she can't do it. On a different network. Right. Um, which is. <laughs> Which isn't really gaining any fans because all the people, a lot of the comments I'm reading are like, he's not Jim. Well, of course not. I know. I, I it, it is weird. I didn't watch it. Though, I mean, but. okay, I'm going to point this out. I think what the problem is with TV fans, not you in particular. Yes. Because you're reasonable. You're very, very reasonable. Like, if we have a conversation, I'm like, okay, Danielle's got her facts. She, you know, she knows what she's talking about. People, just because one person does a new show with another person does not mean that the show sucks because he or she is not that character. You have to stop living in the past. That's what happened with the Mary Tyler Moore show. The um, original premise was that she was going to get divorced, but they changed it because they thought, well, all these people think she divorced Dick Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, what, what was another one? I, was, I, I had one in my mind. I can't even... Okay. No, I don't have anything. Never mind. Forget. I, I don't even remember what I was going to say just now, but... The... Yeah, there's a... But there... And yeah, it, it is chemistry. It does come down to chemistry because sometimes they don't have as much chemistry with this person as they did with that person, which is what resulted in the terrible CBS sitcom Kevin Can Wait. Which is still going but around. I, I'm just ticked off that they did that. Oh, you ain't kidding. I'm just ticked. I didn't really watch the show, but just the fact that they were like, oh, well, Leah Remini's one. Oh, they're doing such a good job together. Let's kill off the wife and make her a regular, like... Hmm. That just really... Makes no effing sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I, I'm, I'm just waiting for them to say, well, and let's have them get back to get together, too. Too late. Yeah. Too All right, well, anyways, late. that's my... 
I should like to start calling this a segment, the revival update. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? I'm going to keep the revival update going. <laughs> because I want to talk about something that has been brought back. And I have watched every episode of it, and people don't judge me when I tell you what I've been watching, okay? I have a feeling. So, I have watched, for the last three or four weeks, the brand new Muppet Babies. Oh, that. Yes, I... Yes, I... You watched all of it? I have seen the first, I think it's like five episodes they've done. Including the one that just came out this week. Because I loved, and that's in capital letters, loved the Muppet Babies. Yeah. That was five days a week, me and my butt watching it. I don't care if the episode is bad. I'm going to watch it. So so when I heard that they were going to do a revival of it, I'm like, all right. This is going to be good, you know? And, and I knew there were going to be changes. I mean, I mean, we talked about it when we first yeah. heard about it. Because you can't have the original cast back, you know. And I think we went through, like, the entire cast who was on it at the time. So I'm like, okay, this could be good. I'm going to give it a chance. And uh-huh. there, so then it's like, oh, we're going to add a new character to it. It's going to be a penguin named Summer. I'm like... Okay, okay. I mean, you could accept that kid from the Muppets movie. Right, I could have accepted him. It would have been fine. So then, and there is a story to this. I recently did an episode of Now That's What I Call Podcasting with Jim Boy Star, where we reviewed, and I kid you not, folks, if you have not heard this, Now That's What I Call Disney Junior. They came out with an entire compilation album of Disney Junior songs. <sighs> Do you think I feel proud about that? I did it for you, the people. But anyway, so after going through the entire album the first time, I see that there's a trailer for the Muppet Babies. I'm like, okay, I want to see this. I, I want to see what this is going to be. I click on it, and then I heard the theme song. Danielle, they killed the theme song. I, I, it is terrible. I, 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 I'm not surprised. It is terrible. So, I was worried, but I'm like, okay, okay, this is going to be okay. You know, I, I, it's going to be okay. The show's going to be good. This is going to be good. So I recorded the first episode, which actually they did back-to-back. So it was like the first two episodes in like a 50, 55-minute span. And there were some parts that I noticed that they kept, good parts, such as they do the, you know, they do the imagination thing, which was a big part of the show. So they kept that. They do a song during said cartoon. And they've got a little over half of the original cast there. It's Kermit, Fozzie, Piggy, Gonzo, and Animal. And they even have Statler and Waldorf as neighbors. So that's a really good part. That's a real good part. 
this is where it starts to kill me. First off, Nanny is not known as Nanny. She is Miss Nanny. How dare you? How effing dare you? Why would you have her be Miss Nanny? You make her sound like an old lady. It's Nanny. Nanny. So that's, so that's number one. Number two, her socks change every cartoon, Danielle. Remember the, 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 the socks? They were like green and purple. Yes, yes. They changed it to match the theme of whatever the cartoon is. It's terrible. Um, and then, and in this part, I can't blame anybody because it's Disney Junior, and they do this with a lot of their, you know, shows. They're two cartoons instead of one giant cartoon. And then. It's like, some of these characters are not the same. Animal is the worst example. Because, yeah. I mean, Animal is like, he's got a hoodie, and it looks like sweatpants, and he's talking more, and it makes sense. That's not what I remember. Whereas, Kermit's the same, Fozzie's the same, Piggy's the same. Gonzo's the same. It's like, what the hell did they do with Animal? What did they do? Um, but the latest episode that came on actually gave me some hope that this is going to be alright, that this is going to succeed. So, the first one from the new one this week, Rizzo is on as you know like a guest you know character so it's like okay Rizzo's on there you know I mean the New York accent's a bit annoying but you know it's alright then the second one Bunt you know Professor Bunsen and Beaker are on and Beaker sounds like Beaker yay so, there, there is hope for me to eventually go crazy with this show like I did when I was a kid. But there are good and there are bad things about it. Like, I don't like the fact that they, like, I guess the way they're presenting the nursery is more of like a daycare. Yeah, I heard that. I, I I don't like that. But for every one or two things that I don't like, there's one or two things that I do like, which brings it back up. So, all in all, I would say to those who, just like you, who only saw the first one, give the show a chance. It it's it's okay it's not you know like we had it when we were kids but it's okay and there's room for it to be better although they killed me with 
the way they changed that theme. Oh, they killed me. Okay, well... <laughs> I didn't actually see it. Um, what happened was... Because I don't really... I'm not around many young kids. Like, my younger relatives live out of state, so I don't really see them now. So I really have an opportunity to like really watch Disney Junior or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but... A co-worker of mine happened upon it and told me, um, she had only seen one episode, and I was just like flying, I, I nearly flew into a rage when she was telling me this, and I'm like, what? my whole issue was mostly because um, Statler and Waldorf now actually laugh at Fozzie's jokes. All right, go ahead. Like they aren't hecklers; they actually are like, oh, ha, ha, ha. like the. And, and I think it's because little kids would see this and be like, "Oh my God, they're so mean! That's not nice." I don't know, but the whole thing with Statler and Waldorf is they're supposed to be hecklers. Like they're those people who sit in the like balcony. And complain about everything. You're two old men that complain about everything. That's the whole joke. Like, that's just who they are. So I kind of got upset when she told me that. I was like, oh, because that's what made it funny was that Statler and Wolf. And then, like, and then she said Rolf is gone, which I was like, yep. What a Rolf. Rolf is gone. Scooter and Skeeter are gone, but they do have a painting of them in the background. In in the in the in the playroom during the show, so so they're not technically. I mean, they don't show. Well, they haven't shown up yet, but. But I mean, how can you get rid of Rolf? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Rolf is always there. He's the piano guy. (laughs) What the god? Okay, now to go into the whole Fozzie thing. From what I remember, it was only like the first episode where they were like, oh, the jokes are funny. Then after that, it was like, okay, they're not that good. Okay. So. It, it, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, because like I said, she just saw the one, so I don't know. But, and then I got angry, and then I realized, kids today, this is all they'll have. Mm-hmm. Because to copyrights and clearances galore, they will never have <coughs> parents recorded it off of TV. They will never be able to see the original movie. Watch it on YouTube, folks. That's all you're going to have to do. Because... Like, no, I was going to say, like, you were talking about, you know, Stadler and Waldorf ha- you know, heckling. There, there was a scene in the in this week's episode where they're trying to teach Kermit to sing or, or not sing, to dance. And Piggy tries to teach him ballet. And it doesn't go so well. So one of them is like, Oh, did I just watch The Frog Prince? And the other was like, No, I think that was Swine Lake. Oh! Okay, yeah, that's kind of like them. But it just, it, it made me so sad. Because, like, Bill, I grew up on Muppet Baby, certainly. Um, Saturday mornings, not only that, but... 
fun during the summer, my cousin Kira and I, we stayed at my grandmother's house and um, we were about six and Muppet Babies at that time was being rerun by Nickelodeon. Right. Back when, back when there was really no territory, really. Right. And every afternoon at 4 p.m., Muppet Babies would come on Nickelodeon. And so we knew when we were in the car with our grandmother and we'd look at the clock and be like, I gotta go home, we gotta watch Muppet Babies. Um, and also, we knew if we didn't look at the clock in the car, that, or if the clock in the car was wrong, because sometimes daylight savings time or something, my grandmother forget to set it. Um, we knew, because Underdog came on at 4.30, so we knew if we turned on TV and Underdog was on, we missed Muppet Baby. Hmm. And we grew, as a result, I grew up hating Underdog. Because, <laughs> because I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, Nickelodeon was very different back then. <laughs> it's like... It, it was a really different channel. This is like 90. Well, from what, from what I'm reading, Nickelodeon had it from 92 to 99. Oh, okay. Then this was 92. I just remember I was about six years old when um, we watched this. I was about six years old. And we would, we stayed at my grandmother's house and we watched Muppet Babies and... I also remember Nick at Night started at 8 p.m., so we knew that when Rocky and Bullwinkle went off, there were no more cartoons. Mm -hmm. Like, Rocky and Bullwinkle came on at 7.30, so we're like, okay, no more cartoons. Because <laughs> back then, you didn't have Cartoon Network. You had, like, cut-off shows, what I called cut-off shows, like, whereas, oh, at, after a certain period of time, it's going to switch over to adult shows, so you're not going to want to watch anything. Mm hmm and that show was Rocky and Bullwinkle on Nickelodeon, and on PBS that show was Square One. Um, that those were your shows you're gonna switch over, right? And um, then, and then, part, not to cut you off, after the Nickel, and then after the Nickelodeon run, they went, and I didn't know this, they went to a channel called the Odyssey Network, which would later become the Hallmark Channel. Oh Lord. But that only lasted for two years. I've heard of the Odyssey Chap. I didn't know that's what it turned into. That That's too bad because... And I was just stunned because I have placed a high amount, way, much, way too much faith than I probably should, in the Henson kids in carrying on their father's legacy. A huge amount because... When I think of a lot of the Muppet stuff I grew up with loving, a lot of it was made after he died. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, like um, Muppet Treasure Island. Right. Uh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, which I, you know, I've seen a few times, but like my coworker will like sing the praises forever of that movie, and um, articles have cited it as probably one of the most true to the adaptations of like the original book was the Muppet Christmas Carol um, which is interesting because you didn't think it could be like that um, and the um, and also Muppet Babies was still I think it was still running after he died or was it rerunning I, 
I think it was it, it lasted a little longer. Yeah, a little longer. Um, Fraggle Rock was still running, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. If not, then they re-ran it a lot. I remember Fraggle Rock was also a cartoon at one point. I remember watching that. I remember... Um, and contrary to what other people think, I thought that there, the sitcom they just did a few years ago that got canceled after one season, which really ticked me off was very good. I enjoyed it. I watched it every week. I was really saddened to hear it got canceled, where it's the Muppets, they have a talk show, and they, they film it like a mockumentary, like Modern Family, and it was on ABC. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that it show. It wasn't that bad. It really it, wasn't. It was a good show, and I really hate that they decided, oh, we're not going to renew this for another season. Because I thought it was very entertaining. I thought Muppets Tonight on TGIF in the 90s was entertaining. Mm -hmm. Sadly, not too many people remember that show, but I enjoyed it. So, I mean, they've proven that they can do, you know, stuff as entertaining as their dad did. So when I heard, oh, they did, but they they have had some missteps, though. They, um, the really horrible made-for-TV movies, like... The Muppets, Wizard of Oz, and Muppets Letters to Santa, yeah. They, uh, and Muppets in Space, I wasn't actually that big of a fan of either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they they have, but I kind of put them on the same level as I put, um, Wasp, I can't, uh, Bears didn't, I can't pronounce the name, but his father did the original Chipmunks, right. but him, but his father died in the 70s, and him and his wife resurrected the chipmunks. So, like, odds are, if you're, like, Bill and mine's age, the version of the chipmunks that you remember are the, is the resurrected version him and his wife did from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Which was huge. And, yeah, huge. It ran for, uh, like, eight years about on TV. It had the movie. It had that... That's the version you remember. You don't remember the 60s version that my parents had for, like, a few years. You remember that version. And then they took a nosedive and tried to... But, although I've seen the Nickelodeon show that they did recently, and it actually wasn't that bad. Oh, it's not that bad. You know. (laughs) Also, I think as I'm getting older, I've realized that the chipmunks singing voices can kind of grate on your nerves after a while, so (laughs) I get... Alright, but anyways, back to uh, Muppet Babies. Um, I mean, I guess it's always good that a new generation will learn what the Muppets are, but I think when I have kids, I'll be showing them, like, classic, Mm -hmm. as much classic Muppet stuff as I can. I tried to convince Jacob, and he's like, no, no, I don't want to watch it. He's he's five, and he's like, no, don't don't care, don't want to watch it. I don't don't like the Muppets. Well, I mean, I'm... My little cousin, he is, um, they, he did, like, I think my cousin said he watched Follow That Bird, so. <laughs> oh, one of my earlier episodes of Untitled Movie Project. <laughs> I think, you know. Maria has the mustache. But he, <laughs> although if he saw me cry, like, cry, he'd probably be like, why are you, dude? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So. Um. All right. 
Now, there's one other thing that I want to bring up before we get into the great debate. Okay. Um, and this is something that has been going on the last several weeks, especially on YouTube. Um, and, and I talked about this on my Facebook the other day, and that is this whole controversy uh, going around with Channel Awesome and the Nostalgia Critic. Now, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, basically, uh, the, the whole premise of Nostalgia Critic is the influence for this podcast happening. The idea of, you know, people talking about things that are considered nostalgia today that we grew up on as a kid. So there's been this movement the last two or three weeks called Hashtag Change the Channel, where they where people are asking um, viewers and some you know and such to unsubscribe on YouTube and to no longer watch the current product that is being put on on their site and on YouTube. The best that I could get with this, or what the situation is, is it basically comes down to the CEO of Channel Awesome. Mm -hmm. And apparently this guy has treated past employees over the in the previous years like shit, basically. So some of the former employees who would do videos and would make guest appearances and would do all this, um, they are coming together to basically say, we're not going to take this shit anymore and we're going to let this all come out and we're going to tell everyone our side of the story. And there's this long document I didn't read every word, but there's a lot of yeah, know, big that's names. Yeah, I went to high school with this part of that movement, actually. Hmm. So. Um, but in a, in, a, in a way, I, I I'm thinking, and, and I'm only saying this because, like I said, because of nostalgia critic, that's the inspiration for this podcast. Also, the group itself. I I shouldn't. You know, put the group down. The group is also a big yeah, influence. Yeah, the podcast. Um, <clears throat> and I can tell you guys, as of this recording, there's been no comments made whatsoever from anybody at Channel Awesome. And it's starting to get a little disturbing that nobody there is saying anything anything and it, it leads me to believe that maybe some of the stuff that is being talked about could be true and if that is the case you know there could be this huge backlash and the possibility that we could be witnessing the decline of you know that that website, the you know Doug Walker and his brother, uh, 
who you know they're this is their brainchild um and if it does end up being the end um i i i think it would be good but at the same time it'll also be sad because you know it's because of that channel that you know a lot of these movies or tv shows or specials that probably were buried six feet deep in the ground got brought back to life to being mentioned so i mean i'm not saying whatever happened i condone it i don't but it's something to think about and somebody asked would this podcast be canceled because of them closing hell no it's not going anywhere the only way it ends is if Danielle and I come to a mutual agreement that we're like, okay, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's safe to say, and I'll, I'll speak for myself first, and then you can speak for yourself. This podcast is going to be here for a while. Yeah. Danielle's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't even realize this shows you how slow I am. I didn't even realize because, um, like I said, a guy I went to high school with, he um worked for I think something called the guy with the glasses. Yeah, that was the original name. Okay. And uh, he's known as I, I don't want to get the name wrong because, but anyways, he was affiliated with Channel Awesome. He's had some terrible experiences he's been vocal about what um is going through but one thing that i appreciate him doing and making perfectly clear is that his beef is with the management right not with anybody who has a show on exactly that's the thing that's what his beef is with and you need to because there are people who are like lashing out and say you need to quit blah 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 and he's like well sometimes some people might not be in the position to, you know, quit or move or whatever, you know. It's a whole different, you know, situation. But he, he's made it perfectly clear that, you know, hey, it, it, it's... Do you think... You didn't do anything. Do you think if you could spell it for me on Skype, maybe I'll figure it out? Yeah. Um, let me look up. Because, like I said, it's been a while. Yeah. But yeah, this has been a big topic on YouTube for the like almost like the last month. Now that I think about it, there is constantly popping up videos just about every day of. You know, something, 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 hashtag change the channel. And, um, you know, it it's just constantly up almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I honestly don't see this stopping anytime soon. Uh, yeah. Yep. Alright, let me see. 
that that name sounds familiar. Yeah, but yep, I went to high school with him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the little That's things. Not a real name, by the way. Right. <laughs> that, the, that was him. Yeah. The little things that we know in this world. <laughs> okay. Um. So now we're gonna get into our feature, and we are gonna get into what I have called the great debate of 2018, and what this is. I saw this list yesterday because I'll tell you what I I I had something planned originally. But after I saw this, I'm like, you know what? I could push that back to next month. Or next episode, or whenever we get together again. Because we have said on multiple occasions, you know, how much cartoons impacted our lives. And, you know, Saturday morning. We've done, you know, specials for, you know, Saturday mornings for basically almost the entire time we've been all, you know, we've been doing this. So... Uh, this list is from Complex.com. Uh, the list was originally published in 2012 and got brought back up again, uh, a few months ago. So the topic is the 50 greatest Saturday morning cartoons. Remember that key word, cartoons. Um, there's gonna be one or two live action shows that are on this list. But other than that, it's going to stick to what it says. Cartoons. Um, so, let's just dive right into this. And we start with number 50 and Pokemon. Hmm. Okay. I'm not a fan, but it's... I, it, I do definitely think it made a huge impact pop culture-wise. Mm-hmm. It's still popular. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still popular today. Uh, my nephew Jacob is really into it, so it deserves to be on there. Yeah. 49, Hammer Man. I actually never saw that. <laughs> I vaguely remember it because I remember I, I think there was like a live action part in the show and then there was the cartoon itself um I mean I remember it being a show but I vaguely remember me watching this mm-hmm. uh 48 the Harlem Globetrotters oh they were everywhere oh god yeah Today, Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, no complaint. No complaint for me. Uh, 47, Dungeons and Dragons. This, this is another one, and I think you're going to see this a lot, Danielle, where... The cartoon was inspired from either a game or a movie or an artist or an athlete, and that's what spawned the show. Mm-hmm. So I got really nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, 
46, CBS Story Break. I've seen that maybe a few times as a kid. I remember the opening theme. And yeah. then that's when I turned it off, was after the opening theme. <laughs> Because I, I, I think we did discuss it once how Captain Kangaroo was the original host of that show. And then it later got passed on to somebody else. But uh, 45, Star Wars Ewoks. No, don't really have an opinion. <laughs> all, all I could say yeah. is the first season... They had a really cool theme song, and then they changed it, and then it just didn't, it just wasn't that good after that, so. I, I might put the theme song up on our Facebook later, I don't know. Uh, 44, The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll. They, I can sing a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> That's the power. Um, and Jekyll, my mom would call some of us. It depended on who it was. So, 43 pro stars. This, this was Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky. Yep, that happened, folks. It really happened. 42, The Littles. You don't remember that one. That's familiar. Yeah. It's about a group of things called littles and they're small and their friend they like befriend this boy I mean I remember a few episodes but I couldn't really you know tell you much more than that like I think it was like a grandfather an uncle and two kids I don't remember that much Oh, well. 41. Land of the Lost. Not the original. The, the remake. The remake, yes. I remember the remake. I didn't even know the remake was a remake until years later because that was... I think the remake actually ran longer, too. I'll go look at it. Because I, I do remember the remake that, and I can still hear the theme song. <laughs> um, let me see. And then, and then it later ended up becoming uh, a movie. Yeah, a movie starring Will Ferrell, which was weird. But, um... Uh, Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, who was in that? Okay, you you did say Will Ferrell. There were others in the movie. Um, it was Will Ferrell, Anna Friel, Danny McBride, and Jorma Tacone. Oh, I was wrong. It, the remake didn't run that long. I, I, it just felt like it was on for a while. I thought it ran for four years. I was wrong. Hmm. Okay, but... But I do... I remember um, Land of the Lost and... Um, yeah. The Porters. <laughs> Those. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 40. Kid and Play. Heard of it. I know who they are. I just, I heard they had a cartoon, but I didn't actually see it. I know of them, but I didn't even know they had a cartoon show. I know them mostly from the movies. I didn't know that. Pretty much. From the House Party movies. That's where I know them. Are, are they back together? I don't know. I want to say they are, but I could be wrong. I know. I recognize Kid. <sighs> yeah. I And the thing is, I know Kid more than I know Play. <laughs> like, I feel like... I. Oh, yes, you're right. They are back together. Oh, they are! <laughs> yeah, you're right. They got... Um... I thought they had gotten back together. See, the world isn't lost after all, folks. <laughs> they're, they're trying to... They... Yeah, they haven't released an album or anything. But right. Okay. Uh, 39. Pepper Ann. I remember Pepper Ann. I wouldn't say it was the greatest cartoon ever, but... I did watch it. I think there was a cartoon around the same time that had a very similar plot called As Told by Ginger that was on Nickelodeon that I think did a much better job. Right. They both were... It, it's so weird how eerily similar they both were. Like, they were both redheaded girls in middle school being raised by a single mother with one other sibling with two best friends. Like, it was so weird how similar they were, but Nickelodeon did Ginger so much better. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, 38. Mask. The mask? The, yeah, no, no, know, not, not not the mask. Not, not, not Jim Carrey. Based off the Jim Carrey movie. No, 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 no. Okay, well, then I don't know what that is. Mask. Mobile Armored Strike Command. No, I do not remember that. <laughs> I see a lot of skits on Robot Chicken about them, so that's pretty much yeah. how I know about it. 37, Mr. T. No. No? No on the Mr. T, huh? I, I know who Mr. T is, but I don't No, know I meant the cartoon. <laughs> I know. I, I never saw a cartoon, so I wouldn't know. Then eh, a penny food. Yeah, that's like pretty much all I know. I really, I don't know. That's about the gist of what I know about Mr. T. <laughs> a penny food. You don't like the show. <laughs> All right, 36. 36, Camp Candy. Oh, God. It, it, it just, it's, just thinking about that is sad. Oh. Because 
the other day I was thinking about, oh, yeah, he was hilarious, you know. And then it hit me, oh, yeah, he's not here anymore, so he can't be there for a lot of, he, I, I just think of how different things would be if he had a, if he hadn't passed away when he did. What did he die from? I don't remember. He, looking it up, uh, heart attack. Mm. And, yeah. I will say, though, with the show, mm-hmm. they had one of the catchier theme songs. Because it was so different from everything else. Because it was, I like, the, the, the theme songs were either, you know, fast-paced action, or it was, like, sing-along-like. The, the theme to this show was like a polka, almost. If you listen, you know... Go, uh-huh. go, go, go to YouTube, folks. Put in Camp Candy intros, and you tell me if you ag- agree with my thought, because that's what I think it is. Yeah, he just. Uh, thirty-five. Denver, the last dinosaur. I don't remember that. Only thing I can remember is the theme song. That's about it. Yeah. Other other than that, I could not tell you a memorable thing about that show. Uh, 34. And we're going to go very quickly on this one. Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, God, I was just talking about that the other day. <laughs> we, we are... One of our bosses had gone to some conference or something and bought back these little uh, buttons. And on some of them, they had these symbols that were like Chinese symbols or something or other. And my coworker's like, do these look familiar to you? He's like, they're like the things on Jackie Chan Adventures. And he was like literally the only person who... I was like, I remember that show, but I was like, by the time it came on, I wasn't really watching, you know... So, but, yeah. So somebody out there still does like Jackie Chan Adventures. Apparently. Yeah. 33, Street Sharks. Uh, all I could say is what I've heard is it's just a ripoff of Ninja Turtles. That's really all I can go with. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember the toys. I don't really remember the cartoon. Okay. 32, Tom and Jerry Kids. I did watch that. Th- that was enjoyable, actually. Again, I can sing a theme song, but I don't <laughs> but I watched it. And you know, now that I'm thinking about it, that time frame... Because, you know, we're talking, or we talk about, or it feels like we talk about every episode. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, revival, shows being brought back. If you think about some of the stuff that was on when we were kids, in a way, they were revivals of older stuff. Do you want 
like Tom and Jerry Kids is basically a revival of the old Tom and Jerry cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiny Toon Adventures is a revival of the old well, Warner Brothers cartoons. Muppet like, Babies is a revival of the Muppets show, you know. But this was a good show, I thought. Because it was really... Because, like, as far as I can remember, it, it was always three shorts. You know? And that was it. it they never changed. So... At least they didn't have them talk like they did in the movie. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 31, Gargoyles. I vaguely remember that. I watched it, but, like, you know. Okay, like, the weird thing with Gargoyles... Did you hear that? ...is the fact that it was a Disney show. And before, like this cartoon all of their other like cartoon shows were like sort of comedic family friendly whereas this one was more serious and i think that's what garnered an audience was the fact that it was serious like i wasn't a fan of it like i gave it a try but I just remember it being more serious than the other Disney cartoons they had at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, 30, Voltron. Hmm. This might yeah. be a little low, actually. My sister watched it. That's, I mean, I didn't watch it that much, but that's an, sort of an influential show. I think 30's a little bit low. I think it should be a little higher than 30. But that's just me. Uh, 29. Captain N, the Game Master. I don't... I don't never heard of that. Really? Wow. No. Basically, this was a 30-minute show... Plugging Nintendo, basically. Like, it would just pimp out Nintendo. Because um, it had Mega Man, it had, um, oh god, I, not, not Van Helsing, I'm trying to think of the character, but, um, I can't remember, but... But yeah, it was just Nintendo the the cartoon show. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. 28 Sonic the Hedgehog. Hmm. And and maybe I should explain it a little more. Uh-huh. It it's not the comedy version of Sonic. It's the more serious one. Not the one with Jaleel White? Well, they were both with Jaleel White. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I didn't realize he did both. And that's the thing that I like about Jaleel White 
is like he didn't stick to the character that made him famous, which everyone knows. Because he actually branched out and did other things. Like, okay, like recently he was in uh, the latest Clint Eastwood movie. Like, he wasn't, like, one of the main stars, but he's in the movie. I, I can't think of the name of the movie right now, but... Mm-hmm. Um, in the trailer, he is in that movie, so... So, yeah, Jaleel White's had a successful career. Yeah. Unlike other, you know, people whose claim to fame is that one cartoon. And the, and, but what I love about him is... He's not ashamed to talk about um, family matters right. or that he's Steve Urkel or that he he doesn't have any problem whatsoever. I just watched an interview with him recently, and he had no problem. He's like, I don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, 27, The Real Ghostbusters. Hmm. I guess so. I mean, I you know I don't watch it, so I can't really say anything. Well, you know, it's on Netflix right now. Is this version? Um, I've been contemplating watching it. I might end up watching it. I I do remember it being a good show, but maybe if I watch it again, it'll help me remember it even more. So. Mhm. Twenty six. Recess. Recess was good. That was a very good show. Recess. And it's funny because it had some pretty hurtful... I feel like one Saturday morning's original lineup when it first started off, that was good. Then it kind of declined. But when it first started off, Doug Pepper and Recess, that was that was good. I think what I liked about that show was that it had heart. It did. Like there, there's this one episode I will always remember. Um, they had, I think it was called Old Rusty. Old Rusty was their playground that they played on. The oh playground. yeah. And they were going to tear down Old Rusty. And the kids staged a protest and were like, no, we're not going to tear down Old Rusty. And, like, they're singing, no, 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 we shall not be moved, no, no, no. And they called the parents to get the kids to stop. And then the parents were going to get them, but then the parents realized what they were protesting. And the parents who went to the school, too, growing up, were like, they joined them. And they're like, no... And it becomes this really sad thing. And then at the end, but the thing is, they're all, the weight of them all standing on old Rusty and protesting it causes it to collapse mm-hmm. and they wind up having to rebuild it anyways. But it, that episode always got me because it's like... I think the other thing about that show that was good was you could relate to somebody on that show. Oh yeah, they had every click. They had the tomboy, they had the cool kid, they had the nerds, they had the Ashley. They, they had, had the everything. Kids. They had the sixth grader. Yeah, they had 
I mean, as much as you could get for a show about an elementary school, they, I, I think, they, they did a pretty impressive job of covering just how many, like, people, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, and I think shortly, a few years later, they got a show called The Weekenders, which was about this is what we do in between school on the weekends. Right. I didn't think that show really did much personally, but Recess, I thought, yeah, that was a pretty big thing. And um, I think Recess could have been to ABC what Hey Arnold was to Nickelodeon, and they could have bought it back and done a reunion movie and just like they did with Hey Arnold, and I think people would have gotten emotional hmm. like they did with Hey Arnold. But Who knows? Maybe maybe it'll still happen. There's still time. So. Yeah, there's still time. I think they could easily have... Yeah. Uh, 25, Spider-Man. Okay. The theme, again, the theme song, you know, there was you very yeah. memorable. Well, actually, this was the 90s version. Okay, well then, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 24, Thundercats. Oh, God. Hmm. Cheetara. <laughs> Seriously, if you ask anybody to name anybody, that's the first person I say. <laughs> Let's be real here. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, there had been talks years ago. Of them bringing this back. I wouldn't be surprised. But it just never developed. I think there was even talks that maybe that would have been a movie. But it never happened, so. Um, but no, I remember that. That was pretty good. You know. Uh, 23. We just brought this one up. Hey Arnold. Oh god, yes. I, I don't know. I don't know if I talked about them. If I haven't talked about this, we'll talk about this next show. But that show... Oh, yes, we did talk about it because you disagreed with me and that whether or not they should bring it back for a second round. Right, right, right. Okay, but yes. Hey, Arnold. In fact, a friend of mine just messaged me the other day about how the 90s were better and one of the examples he cited was Hey, Arnold. <laughs> and he's like, he said, those episodes still hold up today. I said, they sure do. And I said, and that's why when they did... In fact, Hey Arnold, out of all these things that are being revived, Hey Arnold is the only one out of all of them, Fuller House, Girl Meets World, etc., that was able to give a relationship that ended on a cliffhanger an actual satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. That was, out of all of them... That could have handled it differently. Hey Arnold did the best job with it. Fuller House, they missed the mark. The, hey Arnold, I mean, my God, I was bawling my head off. <laughs> but yes, Hey Arnold. And the funny and the interesting thing about Hey Arnold is those kids were in fourth grade, but you very easily could have just taken the scripts and sold it to the CW as a teen drama, and you would have to change very little about the script. Right would have worked because it was they were in fourth grade but it was like very emotional and heavy and mm -hmm. like them and ginger i mean 
because I was watching Hey Arnold when I think I was in middle school when it premiered and ended right around time I graduated high school. So I was like in my whole teenage, everybody, I watch shows where people, everybody dates kind of face or shipping and all that stuff. So the fact that I was watching Hey Arnold, <laughs> you know, that was, you know, in my teen drama days and my soap opera days that I could still find that entertaining. That says a lot about that show. Yeah. But yes. Although I wouldn't consider it a Saturday morning cartoon per se. Right. Because it aired at like 8 o'clock on Nickelodeon at night. In fact, that was one of the last... I think because it was a mature... It was close to a mature teenage show. It was one of the last shows on Nickelodeon before it switched over to Nick at Night's programming. Right. So, I wouldn't go as far as to call it a Saturday morning cartoon... Because there were some darker aspects to it, in even the animation alone. <laughs> but, yeah, it definitely needs to be on that list. No All question. right. 22, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I remember about that. <laughs> I watched it, but, yeah. It's funny, I remember that more than I remember the movie. Even though I know of the movie, but I was a kid so I saw the cartoon where I saw the movie I think a lot of people did I mean I still haven't seen the movie but I remember the cartoon I was confused because the movie and the cartoon aren't the same plot so I was confused when I saw the movie because I'm just used to this girl named Lydia Mm -hmm. and Beetlejuice and I was like who are these other who's Michael you know who are all these other people (laughs) Yeah. So, that was a little confusing. But, the only thing I really remember about the movie is the Deo scene. Hmm. There's a scene where they're seen yeah. to, to get the, yeah. 21, Darkwing Duck. Oh, God, now I got the theme song. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> say an unpopular thing here. I was not that big of a fan of the show. I watched it a little bit, but again, I just remember things. See, when you're a kid and you don't have... See, that's the thing a lot of people need to remember is when we were kids, Cartoon Network had, like, was just in its infancy. Mm -hmm. So, literally, Disney Afternoon Block, Saturday Morning Cartoons... And if your parents were lucky to get cable, Nickelodeon, that's all you had. So if you wanted to watch cartoons, you just sort of watched what was on. Yeah. So we watched a Disney afternoon block, and that had Darkwing Duck on it. And I could only, I'm not going to bore you with the theme song because, but it was, but I will say this, these shows had catchy theme songs. And, um... All I really remember, though, about Darkwing Duck was that he was a, um, a superhero, and he had a foster kid, mm-hmm. and he was, like, a single dad, but he's also a superhero, and he's trying to be a single dad and a superhero, and a, which is something I, like, never saw in a superhero show, really, at that time. Yeah, you're not gonna get that on Batman. Yeah, like, well, in some versions, yeah, Robin's a teenager, but... It, 
But Goslin, Darkwing Duck's daughter was like seven or eight years old. It was like trying to be like her dad. And it was just so funny to me. But yeah, I vaguely remember watching it though. Alright, number 20, The Tick. I just remembered the commercials <laughs> and the like oh, the title sequence, The Tick. Like, <laughs> that's about all I really remember. But I was around to have watched it. I just mm-hmm. don't... <laughs> number 19, Jim Henson's Muppet Babies. Well, we already explained why that needs to be there. Top 10. <laughs> Should be top 10. We, we pretty, yeah, it should have been higher, definitely. But I think we pretty much covered why that was a great show. Yeah, we're not going to dive into that again. We're not going to go into that. No. Or sing the theme song, but right. yeah. <laughs> uh, number 18, Heathcliff. Oh my God, another theme song. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> I didn't really... I watched the newer version. I didn't watch the old version. There's a new version of Heathcliff? The the version we you saw was probably the new version. Apparently there was something on in the eighties called the new Heathcliff. Oh, well that's probably the the same thing here. Okay. Cause apparently there was one before that that I've never seen, but he, the new Heathcliff is what I saw. No, I really enjoyed this, and in the fact that they had Mel Blanc as Heathcliff really works with this yeah. show. I think Mel Blanc and any Mel Blanc was one of those great people that just he uh, yeah. he is like, and we'll probably talk about him in a future episode. He is the gold. He is the standard for yeah. what other voice actors aim for. Yeah, he, he definitely... I think they called him the Man of a Thousand Voices. Did they call him that, or he called somebody else that? The Man of a Thousand Voices? Is that him? Yeah, that's him. That's him, yeah. He was... Uh, like, look, Google him and see just how many people from his childhood, from your childhood, he's voiced. Because I was... Stu- I, I, I do this with a lot of voice actors. I'm stunned. But with him, I thought it was, like, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> 17 yeah 17 Richie Rich I never watched the cartoon <laughs> I vaguely remember the cartoon but I will defend the hell out of the movie <laughs> I will like Macaulay Culkin the movie yeah that was my childhood <laughs> but the cartoon no Alright. Uh, 16. Ah! Real Monsters. That was my sister's show. <laughs> I saw it, but that was my sister's show. My sister loved them. And it was a cute premise, but that was... Vicky was the one watching it the most, though. Aren't you all glad I didn't blow your earbuds out? Eardrums? With my screen? Yeah, because that's literally how you would say the title. Like, that is. I remember on Nickelodeon, they'd say, stay tuned for, ah, you know. And they'd be like, what the hell is that screaming? Yeah, I know. But yeah, Vicky, um, Crumb, Obelina, and I forgot the other one's name. Oh, I but, just had it too. Hold on. Yeah. 
Uh, it is going to pop up eventually because, oh. um, oh, come on, don't, don't go on me now. It is Ickis, Oblina, and Crumb. Yeah, that's, that was a show. Try saying that five times fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number 15, X-Men. Huge superhero, uh, even though I just said I watched Darkwing Duck. Right, you just did. Show another cartoon where they, um, where they, you know, were like, okay, we can have a show and we can make this serious. I mean, there's nothing more serious than those, you know, like the DC comics and Marvel comics. So if you have a cartoon show about X Men, you better make that a serious cartoon you know yeah. other otherwise you are going to yeah. have very unhappy people you know writing you being like oh my god what have you done you've killed them you know they can mm -hmm. never be the same so yeah. um now the next what was what did i say 15 yeah okay 14 is bobby's world oh god yeah that might have had the strangest theme song ever. Yeah. And this, for a lot of us, was how we knew Howie Mandel. Absolutely. That was my first introduction to Howie Mandel. And um, so... If you know him from Deal or No Deal, and that was your first time seeing him, you would be kind of horrified. <laughs> you saw he was like this guy with a Jerry Curl and a loud shirt, but that was. <laughs> oh, that's that was like who I wanted to be as a kid was his uncle. Bobby, and the weird thing is, I, it, it didn't click for me until he had a daytime talk show at one point Howie and Mandel I remember did. watching it and he did the Bobby voice and that just like, really weirded me I was like oh my god but yes I watched Bobby's World I remember in fact somebody in the group the other day was asking about yes! that since, like how yeah how in fact that was also my first introduction to a Minnesota accent where people in Minnesota <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I got these kids. Bobby, don't you know? And I just thought that that was just, she just had a funny voice because it was a cartoon. And then I saw the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous a few years later. I was like, oh, so people here talk like that? Oh, yeah, don't you know? Don't you know? Oh. I, I, yeah. You're going to get hurt there. <laughs> so, yeah, that was um, Bobby and Uncle Ted and his I think his sister was like a punk rocker or something. Yeah, well, and his brother was. Yeah. His brother was a punk. Yeah, he was a straight up punk. Well, it might be 
thinking of another because there was another show called Eat of Ann that had a similar premise but it was about a little girl instead of a little boy and their siblings were kind of similar so I might be getting siblings mixed up but I do remember Bobby had an older brother and an older sister yeah yeah and and then they jumped the shark when his mom had a baby. Okay, this is okay. Yeah, this is the only thing. This is the only thing I remember about this show. I cannot remember any other episode of Bobby's World, but this one I could tell you is the one where his mom gives birth to a baby, and then at the end of the episode, here's Howie Mandel and the cartoon characters, and here comes some singer that I don't even remember it was, and he starts singing a song. And then the people, like the cartoon characters, are getting confused. Like, uh, how long is this supposed to be going on? I just remember the opening credits with them playing the theme song and him riding a tricycle. That's like, yeah. <laughs> I might go back and watch that now. Yeah, probably. Uh, thirteen Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Oh God. That's another <laughs> catch. Memorable theme. I already told a very embarrassing story on a previous show about me and the gummy bears. So. All right, we won't bur- we won't bring. We're not going to repeat that. No, we're not. Right. <laughs> um, number twelve, Garfield and Friends. Oh, we're ready to party. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> really good. That was probably. That show was so random that most of my memories of it are just a... <laughs> it's like the theme song, the little egg walking around <laughs> that mm-hmm. hasn't hatched yet, and like the sheep, and he liked to eat lasagna. <laughs> there was one cartoon where I think it was like Garfield was explaining what a mini mall is. And it's like, well, we have a mini mall, we have a mini van, and we have a mini food court. We would have a mini mouse, but that's owned by another organization. But my um, soon-to-be brother-in-law is a huge Garfield fan, so I'm pretty sure he'd be thrilled that that's up there because... <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. This is where I sigh. Okay. Number 11... SpongeBob SquarePants. I get why it's there. <laughs> I I do too, but it is really annoying, and I can't believe it's still on the air. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it's still on the air. I I will say that I have seen a few episodes that have made me laugh. I will say that much. It was maybe about fifteen years ago, <laughs> right? That I saw these episodes, but yes, um. So I will say that it, it did have some funny moments, but there are times when you kind of start feeling bad for Squidward, and that's kind of when you like, maybe I shouldn't be watching this anymore. Okay, let me ask this, and maybe we should make this a poll on our group. Yeah. Which cartoon show is going to go off the air first, SpongeBob or The Simpsons? Because I think those... The Simpsons, I think, at some point, the people who do it are going to be in poor health at some point. I'm not trying to jinx anybody. Right, I'm just saying, 20 more years, you know. 
Yeah. And I mean, they can go on without maybe one person, but once you start recasting everybody, it's not going to be the same. It's not. And once you start overturning more writers and more writers retire and so on and so forth, it's not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. So... Whereas Spongebob, their target audience are little kids. Yeah. Who don't really, you know, care. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Um, but what I'm saying is, it's on a cable channel where it can be rerun and done, you know, and mixed together with other new episodes. Where it wouldn't be as noticeable as The Simpsons, which airs once a week on prime time. Although it does air in syndication and reruns, but you know what I mean. The best way to describe Spongebob would be... It's the cleaner version of Ren and Stimpy. I think a better comparison would be which will end first, The Simpsons or South Park. That'd probably be a better comparison. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, we can make we we can make that for a future episode. Or Simpsons and South Park or Simpsons Well, Family Guy is a little tricky. But that is tricky because they've been canceled two or three times already. And Seth MacFarlane's got his hands in several other projects too, so. Yeah. All so right. That's, all, that's a little tricky, but I'd say The Simpsons. In fact, I was just saying that the Simpsons Family Guy crossover made me fully appreciate The Simpsons even more <laughs> as a result. But, um, yeah, I, I don't watch The Simpsons much anymore, but I will, you know. But if it ever does end, I will definitely tune in for the finale end. And I, I just want to say, huge props to those very few people who are brave enough to do a Simpsons podcast and review every episode. Because... Yeah. That's 600 episodes. Matt Groening couldn't even do commentary for all. Because, mainly because he was upset. Um, for those who don't know, The Simpsons, they don't do this anymore, sadly. But when they were released on DVD by season, they would do commentary for every single episode. Mm -hmm. And Matt Groening didn't do commentary for, or Groening, or I'm probably pronouncing his name wrong. <laughs> But anyways, he didn't do commentary for um, this one episode because there was a crossover with the short-lived 90s cartoon, The Critic, I... and he felt like it was forced... Mm-hmm. Like, his name is not forced... in the credits. Right, it was forced on him by the network, and he was upset by it. He also didn't do the commentary for the principal in The Pauper because he's ashamed of that episode. I actually think it's a hilarious episode, but I do get why people hate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, the one where... Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Some say that's where the the, the down slide or the decline of The Simpsons began, was that episode. Which is hilarious because short the season after that was when I was watching The Simpsons every week. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe for some people. <laughs> Uh, number ten, Doug. Da, 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 da. Okay, here's a very funny, funny scenario with this. 
The time when Doug actually was a Saturday morning cartoon, most people hate. Right. I am not one of those people. I watched it very faithfully every Saturday morning, and I loved that version of it. But when most people think of Doug, they prefer to discuss the original run on Nickelodeon where it just aired whenever during the day. But when it moved to ABC, it was on Saturday mornings. Like, because we've had we had this discussion mm-hmm. on a recent episode where we were like, to all those that were bashing Doug, we were like, okay, well, at some point, Doug has to grow up, has to be a teenager, has, you know, got to be in middle school. Yeah. Because it's about, you know, basically these kid, you know, a, a boy and his family and his friends and all of that. Whereas with a show like Rugrats, you could stick with the idea of these babies being babies for many years. Plus, Doug, like Hey Arnold, set up certain adult-like plots where you kind of wanted them to get older so they could delve into it more. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey Arnold, you know, the main draw, or at least for me and several other people, was Arnold and Helga's relationship. But you know they're in fourth grade, so you would want to see them get older because you want to know what would happen and with Doug I think it was the same thing with Doug and Patty was you kind of wanted to see them get older and see if anything happened and granted it wasn't much <laughs> but you know you kind of wanted and they, they had a lot of potential for him to get older and and I say a lot of stuff they had a lot of character development within that short run on ABC. Yeah, they did. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people put their nose down at it. But I mean, like Mrs. Dink was the mayor of the town. Yeah, that was one of the few things that stayed from when it was on Nickelodeon to Disney, because yeah, they she, changed everything else basically. Yeah. Well, sort of. They, they still kept his family the same, which I appreciated because, you know, with some of these revivals, they often drop a sibling or two and then mm-hmm. they, you know, act like they. But they kept that the same. I don't think they need to make Roger rich. I don't know why they did that, but. I don't know. That was sort of a funny little twist. That was a. And I don't know why they needed that stoner kid. That was weird. But. Other <laughs> than that, you know. I get it because he went to a new school, so not necessarily everybody that was at the, you know, needed to be there. I get it, but that kid was weird. <laughs> um, oh boy! So, and, and I also get that they got rid of Mr. Bone, which made perfect sense because he graduated from the previous school, so he couldn't have him at the new school. <laughs> no, he ended up being at the new school. Oh yeah, he did, but. It wasn't the same. Oh, no, they got rid of Miss Wingo. That's what it was. His teacher was Miss Wingo, and then he graduated right. from Bluffington Elementary and went to BB Bluff Junior High. Which and was its own episode, folks. Yeah. So Mrs. Wingo wasn't his teacher anymore. It was Miss Crystal. See? Who ended up marrying Patty's dad. Right! I forgot about that. Now, oh, I bet... If that happened in real life, that would be one of the most uncomfortable situations for any teen to ever be in. 
I know people that that's happened to. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, it it is kind of, um, weird, but yes, I've known people whose, um, I, I, well, because I grew up in religious schools and there are like a lot of families, everybody's related to everybody, so you're talking about that's bound to happen at some point. (laughs) My, my school, um, the principal and about was related to about like six other families at our school. So like it was like the Kennedys. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah, anyways, but yeah, Doug definitely I think he did show a lot of maturity and coming of age and except for that stupid Nemo plot, I did not care about that. <laughs> that that was wasn't that the very first episode of Doug from Nickelodeon? Yes, but then they the fir- Doug's first movie, which was after the ABC run, they brought that part back. I and yep, and it actually happened. So and I'm like, oh. but seriously, ask anybody your our age if they know the words of "killer tofu." <laughs> yeah, that they do. <laughs> number number nine, Super Friends. The seventies version. Uh, they have it as 80 to 82. Okay, that version I do not... Alright. But I think... I guess 70s version would be right as well. Okay. I don't know. Alright. Super Friends... It depends on which... Because they had... There there were some characters on there that pissed me off. <laughs> but they weren't there anymore. Okay. Say what you want about the Wonder Twins. They actually did stuff. <laughs> it may be crap, but they did stuff. Like, they, they changed and did stuff. They that Okay? But in the other season, they had Wendy, Marvin, and Superdog who did crap. Because Wendy and Marvin were basically as though they were these two kids who basically like had an internship at like the Justice League after school or something. Mm. Because that's what it was like. Because literally they would just come over and they'd be like, "Oh, you're gonna, we're gonna hang out with Batman. What's Batman doing? What's Wonder Woman doing?" Like they didn't do because they were like it's the Junior Super Friends, mm-hmm. Wendy and Marvin, and like. <laughs> do anything they just stood there and like and i mean i I get it you know they were probably an audience surrogate or whatnot but like this is the hall of justice this is we do all the superheroes and they do all the stuff and i'm like well they don't do anything (laughs) they shouldn't be there they're kids like if they were like you know Superman's kids who hadn't fully developed into their powers or something, then okay. That's fine. But no, they were just there with their stupid dog because every cartoon back then has to have a stupid dog. I don't get it. But anyways, um, so I I people do like them. Yeah. Uh number eight, Animaniacs. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, they, they. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're on Netflix now. If anybody wants to still, and watch. then they're coming back. I think on Hulu. 
they're coming back, but they didn't ask some of the original people to come back, which has caused a bit of controversy. Oh, well, of course not, you know. And they're upset. The people who they didn't ask to come back were actually upset that they weren't asked to. So it wasn't as though. And um, so I'm a little skeptical. But they also rewrote the... Oh, I can't think of the name of the song. But they wrote this song where Yakko like, sings all the, con- all the countries, but they rewrote it because at the time they had rewritten it, the Middle East was a little different than it is now. Mm-hmm. So they rewrote it. and But yeah, no. Yes, watch Animaniacs, and then watch how many jokes went over your head as a child. Hmm. Number it, it, <laughs> number seven, the Smurfs. Oh God! They they had to be on this list. They had to be on this list. They did. I don't care for them, but they they did they did need to be there. The first sentence in describing this show is the perfect definition of this show like yeah if elves and fairies were protestants and catholics smurfs were the mormons (laughs) (laughs) no but they were so popular i mean they were huge yeah they were I was real little when the like the heat was at the height of it, but yeah. I mean, we could go on talking about them, but we're not going to do that today. Yeah, so, but yeah. Uh, number six, Scooby Doo. Where are you? Okay, yeah. I don't care much for that show, but yeah. Yeah, it. it had to be on there. You know. It had to be on there, and if they're going to pick a version, that's probably one of the better versions to go with. But yeah, it, it definitely... Look it up. Scooby-Doo, in some iteration, ran on was on Saturday morning TV for over... for almost 20 years. Yeah. Try and process that. If, if it wasn't being rerun, it was a new iteration of it just literally continuously it was like it was if it wasn't scooby-doo where are you with scooby-doo movies or scooby-doo show or scooby-doo and scrappy-doo or 13 ghosts of scooby-doo or a pup named scooby-doo all of that aired back to back if it was if one version wasn't being rerun another version was airing continuously all the way consecutively all those years try and process so the fact that that even could happen on a Saturday morning... I can't name any other Saturday morning cartoon that ever did that that long. Except maybe Bugs Bunny, but... You know, it's funny that you mention that because number five is the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. Yeah. Yeah. Bugs Bunny's timeless. Let's just... Bugs Bunny's timeless. I mean, we did that episode where we reviewed his 50th birthday special. Yeah. Bugs Bunny's timeless. Um, My father watched um, when my dad was a kid, Bugs Bunny aired in primetime. He watched the Bugs Bunny show when he was a kid. He said it was called Bugs Bunny Show. Yeah. And those cartoons still air to this day. Yeah. You know. 
and I mean, I grew up with newer versions. I grew up with Space Jam, certainly, and and I will defend the hell out of the Looney Tunes show if I have to, but um, not not baby Looney Tunes. I don't care. That did not need to be made. But no, but but you know, like when we talked about Bugs Bunny, you know, yeah, how much that cartoon was an influence, and it still is to this day. They tried and bought him back because the Looney Tunes show, which I thought was hilarious, they were like, the problem was a lot of fans were like, no, we prefer Bugs Bunny in the forest running, trying to outsmart Elmer Fudd. And so they bought back, they bought it back and called it Wabbit. And they're like, we're going to return it to its his original roots, which I don't know how well that should be. And of course, Elmer Fudd can no longer have a gun. F you! F you! Elmer Fudd can have a gun. He's hunting rabbits. I mean, re- I mean, just recently, two of my nephews were doing the rabbit season, duck season bit, so... Yeah. It's still no, relevant. They're, they're not coming for all of them. They're not coming for his. He can have it. <laughs> number four. Number four, Batman. Okay, yeah, Batman. That, well, cheap plug here. Well, not really a cheap plug, but it's a plug. Um, yeah. My friend, Captain Marvelous, does a podcast called I'm Batman, and I've been a guest on there two times. Um, he goes through in chronicle, chron- yeah, chronological order every episode of Batman the Animated Series. And, I mean, I'm not... I, I wasn't a fan of the cartoon show but listening to it and the way he does it is so good that even someone like myself or danielle who probably were not fans of the cartoon show could really appreciate it as adults i will say this when i was growing up i saw far more cartoon adaptations of batman than i did of superman i will oh yeah and in no, in fact, the only Superman one I remember was the Batman Superman Adventure, so it had Batman on it. So yeah. Number three, Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Hey, hey, hey! Oh yeah, there's now I get why there's a why um at the beginning of the article it says what year it was originally written in. Because I was like, why does it matter that this article was originally written in 2012? And now I get why. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But to be fair, though, this was an influential show because... Because the, they certainly set the tone for a lot of later shows um, because it was an autobiographical cartoon. Mm-hmm. Which, I wasn't around for it because it was on the 70s, but there was a cartoon, which I just thought of the other day, actually, because the guy who did it was on Stephen Colbert. Um, Louie Anderson had a show about his childhood called Life with Louie. Which was on when I was a kid, and I think that show certainly inspired that and a lot of other autobiographical kids' cartoons. Um, I'm Louie Anderson. Life, yeah, he was, yeah, so, in 
in fact, that'll always be like the main thing I know. Well, he also hosted Family Feud, but, but Life with Louie certainly. And he's like on a show now, which I didn't even know about. Yeah, and like I, th- I don't remember the name of the show. I can't think of the show right now. But in the show, he's the mom. Yeah, it's called Basket. That's it. That's the and show. And he plays Zach Galifianakis's mom. I have no <laughs> idea even on. You try figure that out, folks. He plays Zach Galifianakis's mom, and it's not played for comedy at all. Like it's serious, which is just. But it works. I didn't even know this show existed. So it's on FX. That's probably why. But there you go. Uh, number two. DuckTales. Yeah. I mean, why could it not be on this list, really? I mean... Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, heck, it got rebooted it, 20 years later. And it's and it's good, too. Like, the reboot is as good as the original. Yeah, I have a friend who actually will go the mile further and say it's better written than the original in Ooh. terms of Webby's character. Okay, I... Ooh, I'd have to watch. Well, because my friend, well, for my friend's a tomboy, and she felt like Webby in the original was just like this annoying little sister that didn't really get to do too much, and they just picked on her. And she says in the remake they they corrected that, and she's more of like she does more. Would I know that friend? No. Okay. All right, I was just scared. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know what? I'd have to, I'd have to. No, no, I haven't really watched it, but that's what she said. It that the remake corrected all. That. I would have to watch, yeah, an episode of the original, and then watch an episode of the new version, and see which is the better, because I don't think that's possible. Yeah. And number one. Teen- yeah, we're at number one. Oh, okay, go on. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. It, it, it certainly was huge. Oh, God, yeah. It certainly was. I had toys. I, I played with Barbie dolls, but I had toys. I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. Of course, I think they came from, like, Burger King or something, but... <laughs> you know. But I, I had them. Um, and... Uh, it, I, I can sing the theme song, and they're still making movies. <laughs> Not this, great movies, from what I've been told, but... This show is the perfect definition of a Saturday morning cartoon show. It certainly was. Because there is no educational value. They it, eat pizza. They eat pizza. <laughs> it's Mutant Turtles... It's the perfect definition of what a Saturday morning cartoon is. It's merchandising. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Because, let's face it, once we got to like the 80s or whatever, that was the main purpose of Saturday morning cartoons was to sell toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. So... That's the great debate. Uh, do you guys agree? Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the best Saturday morning cartoon show? Or is something from that list better than that? Or is there one that wasn't even on the list that should have been on that list? Um, I'm going to have to 
I know oh, there's a lot. I can think of one that should have been there, but to be fair, it's more known as a primetime show than a. I was gonna say the Flintstones, but to be fair, yeah, for the majority of its original run, it was a primetime show. It was, yeah. So I get it. Um, Chipmunk should have been on there though. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a, a selection. This is a controversial one. But we had Land of the Lost on that list. That wasn't a cartoon. Well, no, I know. I know. But if you're going to put that in there, where's Pee-wee's Playhouse? Because, heck, we're saved by the bell. If you're going to go into, like, live-action stuff. Exactly. Because when you first said the list, this is cartoons, I said, oh, well, then saved by the bell's not on the list. Right. But, because Saved by the Bell, basically, there were live-action Saturday morning cartoons, I mean, Saturday morning programming, but Saved by the Bell ushered in, like, a whole new version of it. Mm -hmm. It it basically changed it to the extent where they had, like, clone after clone after clone. Um, So... That should have been, if you're going to, you know, or you should put, or certainly something from Sid and Marty Croft. Right, like H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin stuff, that, that's, yeah, because um, we used to watch the Family Channel in the 90s, used to rerun Sid and Marty Croft every Saturday morning, and my sister and I would watch the Bugaloos. uh, Lidgeville, Sigmund and Sea Monsters, and H.R. Puffin stuff, which are very weird shows, but fun, just weird, <laughs> as are Sid and Marty Croft, but, um... I'm trying to think of others, because, uh, well, let me see who wrote this article real quick. Uh, okay, it does not give a name, so it's just saying the site, so no, we can't say who wrote it and who didn't. Yeah, and I mean, like... If you're going to start naming cable shows like Spongebob Squarepants, then put some of the Cartoon Network ones on. Like, if you're going to say, say the Powerpuff but, Girls. Okay, but there's the problem. What show from yeah, Cartoon see, Network would you, defi- would you define as a Saturday morning show? And I feel like in some of these cases, they aren't really Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning cartoons mean that they aired primarily on Saturday, Saturday mornings, mornings while between the hours of 6 and 11 a.m. And that was literally the only time you saw them most when in their original. I era. think we're going to have to make our own list. I mean, yeah. not, not you and I, but I mean like everybody in this group. I feel like that is what defines a Saturday morning cartoon is that during the majority of its original airing, it was an animated program that aired from 6 a.m. to at some time, you know, sometimes slot between 6 a.m. and 11 a.m. That's a Saturday morning cartoon. That, you know, all right, you know, you know what? Kind of qualifies. I, I, yeah, I think a lot of these fit the criteria, though. Yeah, but I think we got an I I think we got something here. I really do. So here's like Pokemon, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that being on Saturday. Uh, 
I mean, my God, at one point that was all that was on the on the WB on Saturday morning <laughs> because they were like, "Well, shoot, you don't you're not here to watch anything else." <laughs> all right, here's what I think we should do for the I mean for the group on on our Facebook group. Yeah. Between now and the time the next episode we do. Right. And this is to everybody who's in our group. And I'll and I'll put it up in our Facebook group. Yeah. We should come up with our definitive Saturday morning cartoon list. And, and keep in mind what a Saturday morning cartoon exactly. is. Exactly. Because it I know some of these people are gonna be saying stuff that does not qualify. <laughs> that is the main rule. It had to be had on to Saturdays. On Saturday mornings at some point. Now, like I said, Doug at one point, the original run wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon, but the second part was, so Doug right. can still count because in, in one incarnation, just like Recess, I think Recess moved to Disney Channel at one point, and it wasn't, but it it still was a Saturday morning part. That's what I mean by it. it didn't have to be the entire time it was on, but at some point, it was a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. All were. Like, like with Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny wasn't always, you know. Yeah, but you would see it on Saturdays. You would still see it on Saturday mornings as a cartoon, and yes, that would qualify. So, um, would Rocky and Bullwinkle qualify? I think so. Actually, were a, they on prime time? That, I don't, uh, let me check. Yeah. Because, see, like I said, when I was a kid, Rocky and Bullwinkle was on 7.30 at night. So I don't know. And I think when my parents were kids, it was on primetime TV, too. I don't, I'm not 100% okay, sure. Okay, let's see. But. Okay. Okay. So, the show first broadcast on November 19, 1959 twice a week on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons uh, moved to NBC in 61 appeared on Sundays at 7 uh, then moved to CBS where it was rescheduled to late Sunday afternoons and early Saturday afternoons in its final season so it, it, it chose the line. Yeah. I it would... Chose, I, 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 I'd accept that. I would put it in. Okay, on Saturdays, because in some situations, there were some times, I remember when I was a kid, where Saturday morning cartoons would air at noon, too. So yeah. I, I'd let that one slide if it was on the line. Because, like... um. There was a show we used to watch every Saturday morning called Beekman's World, and that aired at noon. Yep, yeah. So, and I think CBS Story Break aired at like 12.30 in the afternoon. So, yeah, I, right. I'd, let, I'd let it slide like that. Okay. So, I, I, I think we got a good idea, and we will go, I, I think we should go for this. Yeah, I think we can. So, 
and but we're gonna be hard on some of the choices so it, it like if you say oh well i think um spongebob should be on the no no we'll tell you why <laughs> so just keep in mind of what like I said, Recess is a Saturday morning cartoon. Recess was on one Saturday morning. That's a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, I just thought of one that wasn't on that list. That should have been. What? Alvin and the Chipmunks. I just said that a few oh, minutes ago. Pff, I missed yeah. it! <laughs> That's okay. Alvin and the Chipmunks, yes. They should have been on the list. Uh, I don't think they should have been number one, but they should have been on the list. Because, like I had said earlier... <sighs> The version that most people remember was on Saturday mornings. All right, so we got our we got our game plan for yeah. next month. So th- that'll be one of the many things we do next month. Yeah, I think so. I think, and especially since we're living in a time when there are barely any, they're they're gone now. Yeah, they're gone. There's, there's like some educational one on some local channel, but it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um. What do you want to do now? I don't know. I think... Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's skip yeah. the movie for one more month. Yeah, because I didn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, um, I, I, I come up with them and then I'm like, oh, I gotta check the list to see if I did it. Well, I just that. updated the list today, so. I know, yeah. So, um, so you know what? We'll call it a day for this one. Yep. Um, check out, or join our Facebook. Um, it's at it's uh, Nostalgia Crew 15. Follow us on Twitter. Join our Facebook group. It's Nostalgia Crew just type that in in the search bar. Boom, you're right there. And if for any other reason you can't find us, it's okay. Click on the link in the description box, and that's where you can join up. And please visit my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World of Podcasts, where your support will help not only this show, but other shows that I do, including Untitled Movie Project, Shark's Pond, and that wrestling show. So, next month, besides us making our definitive um, Saturday morning list, uh, we're going to do what was going to be done for this episode. And I know it's a little cheating, but I think it's fair to do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, A recent edition of TV Guide came in the mail. And once I saw the cover, I was like, we have to do this. The 65 best TV show or TV episodes of the 21st century. Okay. That'll be quite TV a list. Guy is still... TV Guide's still there. Yeah. Uh... So that's going to do it. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you for three years of supporting this podcast. Um, We have fun doing it. uh, Because not only do we get to talk about stuff that we love. We get to catch up and talk about other stuff going on in our lives when we're done recording. So, So 
Thank you guys for your support. And we will talk to you all next month on Nostalgia Crew.